Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm Trey Darnell here with my co-host, Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you? I'm excellent. Excited about our guest all the way from Nashville, Tennessee today. Yes, and we're just a couple days away from the election, so that's something exciting for us. We're here with Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett. Two Trays in the room. Somebody said Trey Squared. Yeah, but you got the why. Now, my family couldn't afford the why. I come from a poor set of trays. So could you tell our listeners in an elevator pitch what the Secretary of State does in Tennessee? Well, sure. Most people would probably recognize that we work with elections around the state on I-5 County Election Commissions, but we play a tremendous role in the formation of businesses throughout the state of Tennessee. So they come to us to do that. I serve on 15 different boards and commissions that touch probably about every corner of state government some way. And so that's probably 30 seconds worth. What I will tell you is the best part that we have the opportunity to do is we get to show that government can, in fact, work more like a private industry is what we've been aiming for in the Secretary of State's office and provide good customer service and good value for our tax dollars. What is the responsibility of the Secretary of State that might surprise Tennesseans? You told me you might ask a question like that. And so on my very first day in office, I had a batch of extradition papers dropped on my desk. And I said, why in the world are you giving me extradition papers? And they said, well, it's your signature that verifies that is, in fact, the governor's signature on extraditing that prisoner into Mm -hmm. the state of Tennessee or out of the state of Tennessee. Another one that's interesting that I I discovered is that correctional officers have the ability to carry their firearm onto the prison campus if they have a card from me that is signed by me that allows them to carry that card. So I'll give you an example. At Brushy Mountain Prison over in Morgan County, those prison guards want to be able to keep their gun in their car while they're on duty. Unless they have that card from me, they're not permitted to carry that card on campus. And so that's a very rare thing that most people wouldn't know. And something else that people probably don't know is we do something called apostills, which is not like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It sounds different. Mm -hmm. It's spelled different. But I think one of you may have had an interaction with our office at some point about getting an apostill on a document that allows an international adoption to proceed. And so people have no idea. And so I tell people all the time, there are ways we impact our lives, our fellow Tennesseans, in ways big, in ways small. And a lot of times, you know, it's things that like elections that impact the lives of six-plus-minute Tennesseans. In the ways of things small by number, but really a magnified effect is we are part of helping a family bring a child from somewhere around the world to get here. We're also a part of making sure that that child has an opportunity to come to the greatest state and the greatest nation in the world and have a different life. That is something uh, one of the members of your Kingsport Chamber, we hope to have her on the podcast one day, she was talking about the international adoption and that was going to be one of the questions. I'm curious about the name Trey. I'm the third and it's a nickname for me. Is Trey have any significance? In- I, I'm the third as well. So, you know, obviously I'm the third in a line of, of, of Gus L. Hargett, the thirds. So first name Gus, middle initial L, last name Hargett, obviously, and I'm the third. Tell some of our listeners, since you're involved with elections, how they can get involved knowing about candidates up for their elections that they'll be voting for on the ballot. Well, I've got several ideas. One, do your research. Number one, you got to find out who's on the ballot. And we have a Go Vote 10 app that you can use the website or you can go to the Apple Store or Google Play and download the app. Then you'll type in your name and your zip code and you'll be able to find who's on your ballot. So the first part is knowing who's on it. And then do website searches. See what you can find out about the the candidates. Go to their own websites and their Facebook pages and see what they are saying about themselves and what they want to accomplish as an elected official. So I think that's one of the things you can do. And also 
Find trusted sources of information. You know, to me, the chamber is a fantastic resource to find out more about people who are running for office. And no, no one person in the chamber knows everything. No one person knows everything about anybody running for office. The real key is having a good network of people or people that you trust their insight, their values that are similar to yours. And being able to ask those questions that are important to you. And also never hesitate, in my opinion, to send a Facebook message or to call a candidate, email a candidate, and ask them, you know, the questions that are important to you as a citizen. And you'd be surprised how many candidates would love to have the opportunity to have that one-on-one conversation or have that, that conversation with a small group of people to talk with about what their hopes and dreams are, what they want to accomplish through their public service. So don't hesitate to reach out. Those are things I would suggest. Do your homework on the internet and also do your homework by being willing to reach out and ask questions. And that's talking about people that are already engaged in voting. What would your pitch be to new voters or people that may be 18 that aren't considering voting? Well, I've got two different things there. Number one, I think the same thing applies for people who are new voters. Do your homework. Know who's on the ballot and then be willing to do your research but also, don't be scared just because you're a first-time voter to ask a candidate why you should vote for them. Number two, here's what drives voter turnout. People come to vote because there's something they're passionate about. And passion can be favorable, it can be positive, or it can be negative. People go to vote for someone or against someone or for an idea or against an idea. People don't go vote when there's non-competitive races. And people say, well, how do you know that's really true? I mean, it's no different than, frankly, you have more people watch the UT-Alabama game than watch the UT-UT-Martin game. You know, whenever they beat UT-Martin, they didn't go tear down the goalpost. You know, there's passion around the competitive races. But also, people go and vote because someone in their sphere of influence encouraged them to go vote, told them how to go vote. As charming and as witty as I am, Yes, insert laughter here. <laughs> you know, people don't go vote because the Secretary of State thinks that they should. They go vote because they've got a family member that encourages them to. They've got a colleague at work. They've got a friend who, you know, says that encourages them to go vote. If we really want to have a higher turnout, we as a society have to be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to talk about politics. I'm going to share why I think this election is important with my friends and maybe sometimes even people who aren't close friends and be willing to say that this is the fact that your vote matters. Your vote can make the difference in who wins or loses. And these results from these elections do have consequences. They have ramifications on them. And these decisions that are being made that affect your everyday life at the local, state, federal level are being made by the people you vote for or don't vote for. Do you think our school system should have more of a hand in teaching about civics and maybe even assisting in getting a register to vote? A absolutely. You know, one of the things that we've done is we created what's called the Ann Dallas Dudley Award, who Ann Dallas Dudley was a famous women's suffragist who was a key leader in making sure that Tennessee was the necessary 36th state to ratify the 19th Amendment. And we have created a program that recognizes those schools that, that register more than 85% of the eligible registered voters in their school. So we had about 35 schools that won that award. We had, I think, 17 schools that got 100% of their eligible high school seniors to register to vote. So by law, we're required. All 95 counties are supposed to have a program that goes into the schools and gives these 18-year-olds or soon-to-be 18-year-olds the opportunity to register. What I think we don't do, though, is if you see that your parents aren't voting and they don't care about it, mm -hmm. they don't place an emphasis on it, and you don't have anybody in your sphere of influence that seems to place an emphasis on it, and you think that your vote doesn't matter, you're probably not going to go vote. So we have to do more, I think, to educate not only people in our schools, but also in the places where people are going, whether it's churches, whether it's sports teams, whatever, 
and use all those different outlets to make sure that people know that their vote matters. So switch gears a little bit. So a big part of Leadership King Sport is to come to Nashville in the February-March time frame. And we always have a pleasure of getting you to come talk to the class. It's always a highlight of one of the trips. So what is your definition of leadership? You know, that's um that's a tough one. I don't know how much time we have. But to <laughs> me, when I think of leadership, a, leader, a real leader you think about where a group of people need to go, whether it's at work, whether that's as a um, you know a leader at work, or a leader in the world of elections, a church, what have you, and think about where you want to go, and then you try to find ways to motivate others to get there and help them feel a part of the process. Ultimately, one of the things I have found most valuable in my walk is trying to figure out how you serve first. And if you serve first, then ultimately you can lead. And there are little things that, that happen in life that people will watch how you handle those situations. And if you handle them more with a servant's heart, then they're more likely to follow you in the long run. And never ask anybody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. To me, that's been the most impactful thing is that don't go ask people to go carry a bowl of ice into a room or be beneath anything. And if I were telling any young person, and as a, as a parent, this really strikes me as um, I've got a, a 19, soon to be 20-year-old and a 15-year-old, don't be too good to do anything. That's one of the things I think a lot of people want to be leaders, but they want to be crowned and they don't want to earn it. And so the best young people I've seen who've come to my office are ones who have been willing to say, hey, if what needs to be done right now is make a copy or go run a piece of mail down the street, I want to go do that. And as a leader of an organization, you have to be willing to do the same thing. One thing I think about, and a silly example, is at a party for a retiring person in our department. I had a big cake there and nobody was cutting the cake. And so I finally went back and I started cutting. I said, well, it's got to be done. Somebody's got to cut the cake. And then after, after I started cutting it, then all of a sudden everybody was like, oh no, 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 I'll do that. I'll do that. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they were so embarrassed about it. And I wasn't embarrassed about it. I said, the cake need to be cut, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so don't be beneath doing anything. Just cut the cake. Cut the, cut mm-hmm. the cake. And you know, it, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not rocket science. Uh, just go do what needs to be done. And if uh, and if you if others see what you just going to do what needs to be done, they will be inspired by that and be willing to pitch in and do the same things. I think that leads right into our next question. If you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Maybe it could be Cut the Cake. Well, right? Yeah. A Blessed Life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been blessed okay. in so many different ways. And I, and I often think about if I had to buy a one-page ad in the newspaper to thank everybody who has played a role in anything that I have been able to do in life. In order to fit everybody's name on that page, the font would have to be so small, probably nobody would be able to read their name. They'd have to have a magnifying glass to do it. So regardless of whatever travails I've ever had publicly or personally, I am so blessed in the things I've been given in life. As we wrap up our podcast, we like to ask five rapid fire questions. Uh Uh-oh. Morning person or night person? Morning. Would you want to live forever? No. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Um, I'm not going to answer that because I'd be ashamed. <laughs> Do you like Disney World? No. <laughs> Which animal adds more joy to the world, goats or llamas? I'm going to go with goats. I agree with you there. Secretary of State Hargett, we appreciate you being on the podcast today. Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts? Thank you for coming to Kingsport. We appreciate what you do for this great state. And we will see you soon for Leadership Kingsport when we come to your way. I always enjoy y'all's visit. And I tell you, it just tells you how hard up you are for visitors whenever or speakers whenever you keep asking me. Well, thank you so much. We'll see everybody next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport leadership programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Honda Kingsport. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts.